The Rebbe starts off the Sikha by saying that it's brought in, it says in the Medrash on the Pasuk, that there are four things that the Yitzhahara tries to challenge the Yidin with. These are things in regards, in regarding, regards which it says the word Chukah. The four things are, one's now allowed to marry his brother's wife, the dinum of Kilayim, of mixing two different types of um, materials together, wool and linen, Soyer Hamishtaleach, that's a special goat that's sent off the mountain on Yom Kippur, and Parah Duma. All of these things are higher than logic. In all of these things, we find what seems to be contradictions within those mitzvahs themselves, seemingly. Nevertheless, from the fact that Shloyma HaMelech says, I'll call Elah Madati, that on regarding all the other chukim, I was able to understand the logic and the reason, the rationale. But the parsha of Parah Dumo, I investigated, I researched, I try to understand, Amarti Echkema, I thought I'll be wise, and it remains distant from me, that only the parsha of Parah Duma is something that he was not able to grasp and understand. This tells us that the main idea of Chukah, something that's completely not according to Seichel and against Seichel, the idea of Chukah Chakakti, that Hashem says, I made a Chukah, and these are my Gzaydas, these are my decrees, is specifically in regards to Parah Duma. Says the Rebbe, based on this, that chukah, the chukah of Parah is something unique, even amongst other chukim, will understand why by the Parah Duma, the Torah uses the expression, Zois chukas this is the chukah of the Torah. Seemingly this chukah and not others. In other words, that the real idea of chukah of Torah, something that's completely beyond understanding, is specifically in regards to Parah Duma. Says the Rebbe, according to this, we need to understand the following Medrash. Hashem says to to you, I will reveal the time, the reason for Parah. Which this itself tells us that even Parah Duma does have some sort of reason. If that's the case, we need to understand, number one, why is it that Shloyma HaMelech, that Vayech Kamikal Adam, the one who is the wisest from all men, is not able to understand the reason for Parah Duma? Number two, why did Moshe Rabbeinu not reveal the reason of Paraduma to the rest of the Yidin? As he has done, the Gemara says in regards to the idea of pilpul, pilpulo doiraisa, that means the ways of trying to understand and delve deeper in Torah, the Gemara says this is something that Hashem has given to Moshe Rabbeinu himself, and Moshe Rabbeinu acted generously with it, and he shared it with the Yidin. Why doesn't he do the same thing with Paraduma? So we need to say that the fact that this is not being revealed, the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu is not revealing it, is not because Moshe Rabbeinu doesn't want to reveal it, or that Hashem tells him not to reveal it. Rather, it's because there's something about Parah Aduma that's completely not within the realm of the understanding of a Nivra of a created being. And therefore, if Moshe Rabbeinu would try to reveal this to the Yidden, they anyways would not be able to understand it. They anyways would not be able to in- internalize it, receive it. And as the Eidushter says to Moshe Rabbeinu in regards to the pure purification of Parah Duma, the Eidushter says, Chukahi, it's a chayk. Gzeiro gazarti, I made a decree, ve'ein kol beria yechoilo No one would be able to understand, to be able to fathom the idea behind this gzeiro. And therefore Shloyma, with his wisdom, is also not able to understand it, as he says, it is distant from me. And even Moshe Rabbeinu is considered Shleimus Minho Enushi, the most perfect, 
wholesome of the human race, of, of mankind, on his own also wouldn't be able to understand it because it's completely not within the realm of the seichel of a niver of a created being. Only Hashem himself who is koil yachol, who for whom there is no limitations whatsoever, Hashem with his ability is able to reveal it to Moshe Rabbeinu, as Hashem says, ani megala, I am going to reveal to you Tam Parah, even though a niver of a created being on his own would never be able to reach and never be able to understand it. However, the Rebbe says, the question remains, since Moshe Rabbeinu was able to understand the reason for Parah Adum, and this he's not able to understand on his own, only because Hashem is being at Megala to him, revealing it to him with a Koyach that's bleakful. So why can't Hashem with the same Koyach reveal this also to other people as well? So the Rebbe says the explanation is, it's known that in the word Zois Chukas HaToyra, the meaning of Zois Chukas HaToyra, why does it say this is the Choyk of the Torah? Not Zois Chukas HaPoro, or the like, as it says in regards to some of the other Chukim, Zois Chukas HaPesach. The idea is that the mitzvah of Parah Adumah represents something about all of Torah. And since this idea is expressed specifically with the word Chukah, this is teaching us that the idea that Parah Aduma represents something about all of Torah is because of the Choyk aspect within the Parah Aduma. In other words, it's emphasizing that the idea of the Choyk of Parah Aduma is really the essence, is the Nakuda, the most general Nakuda of all of Torah. Says the Rebbe, this is true both in regards to the mitzvahs of the Torah as well as Torah itself. What does this mean? Says the Rebbe, we spoke about many times that all mitzvahs, even those mitzvahs that are called edus and mishpatim, that means mitzvahs that have some sort of rationale or mitzvahs that we can just even understand on our own. Nevertheless, the very essence of those mitzvahs and their true, in their truest sense is really Hashem's desire, which is completely higher than seichel, higher than logic. However, Hashem wanted that the will, Hashem's desire in these mitzvahs should come down and clothe themselves also in the world of intellect. However, even once it does come down into a logical reason, the Ratzoy, the will of Hashem, really always remains in its purest state, which is in essence, again, higher completely than understanding. The Rebbe says the same thing is true in regards to Torah as well. Even those in Yanum of Torah, those aspects of the Torah, which we understand with our minds, with our intellect, in truth, they're completely, completely higher than comprehension. Because Torah is Chachmosh Lakadish Baruch, it's Hashem's wisdom. And therefore it's understood that just like it's impossible for any never of every, any created being to be able to understand his creator, to be able to understand Hashem, so too it's impossible for us to be able to understand, understand Hashem's wisdom. As the Pasuk says, Nelma may this is something completely hidden from us. Says the Rebbe, this knowledge that really Torah and mitzvahs, both of them are completely beyond our understanding, is relevant to every single Yidin is avoid of Torah and mitzvahs. That means when we fulfill mitzvahs, even those mitzvahs that have a reason, we really have to do them in a way of Kabbalah soil. We're doing it because Hashem commanded us, us to do it. Gzeira gozarti It's my decree. And as we in fact say in the bracha that we say before all mitzvahs, that the main idea of a mitzvah is vitzivana. We're doing it because Hashem commanded us to do it. The same thing is true also when we learn Torah, and even more so. Since Torah is ein soif, is completely unlimited, so no matter how much I'll understand in Torah, we're still never going to be having the full grasp and understanding Torah fully. 
And therefore, we need to work even harder that even that, which in the meantime was beyond my understanding, I should try to understand that as well. So therefore, the idea of the, the chayk of Torah then would be then an even further thing. That means how much I'm understanding, then I realize that there's something even beyond my understanding. And then I go further, and I try to understand that, and then I go further, and I know, I know even beyond that, there's further things that I don't understand. Till finally he reaches the point where he recognizes the real idea of the chayk of Torah, that Torah in essence is completely, completely beyond comprehension. And this is what the Pasuk means when it says, that even though it's true, that within Torah there are certain matters that came down into understanding. Nevertheless, in their very, very essence, they always remain higher than comprehension, higher than understanding. Torah and its mitzvahs are really always a chayk. Furthermore, says the Rebbe, they are not only a chayk, but they're similar to the idea of para aduma, which we said, meaning that it's completely higher than the whole realm of understanding, of rationale, of logic. Says the Rebbe, according to this, we'll understand why there needs to be in Torah at least one thing that remains in that purest state of a chayk. And this will help us and indicate to us that the same is true in regards to other matters of Torah as well, that it's really higher than understanding. And this is why Hashem does not reveal the reason for this one mitzvah to the Yidin. Why do we need to have one mitzvah like that? Says the Rebbe, if all matters of Torah would come down in the understanding of the created beings, in addition to the fact we would be lacking that idea of really being Mekayim a mitzvah purely because it's Hashem's Ratzayim, there's another point that Rebbe says. If there would come a certain time when an inyan of, of Mesidas Nefesh is needed in the area of Torah and Mitzvahs, where there's an area needed where I need to put my seichel completely aside, a yid wouldn't be able to bring himself, bring himself about to do this. Because usually all matters of Torah make 100% sense that I'll be seichel. And so too, his conduct of Torah usually is only following logic and seichel. And therefore, this would impact quite a number of details in the way he performs Torah and mitzvahs. In fact, not only when it comes to actual Mesidas Nefesh, but even in other areas. Because the moment a person that's a Bar Seichel, a person that's a logical person, an intellectual person, if he has to do something that's not according to Seichel, that itself is already a certain kind of Mesidas Nefesh. Says the Rebbe, therefore we must have uh, this concept of always remembering that Torah is beyond our seichel. If we always use our seichel, the Rebbe says, a person can come to be, as the Ramban calls it, a novel, a novel means a despicable person, an immoral person. And he's doing it all under the guise of finding ways within Torah itself that's saying that technically this isn't forbidden. Because when a person only recognizes the logical aspects of the Torah, only seeing things that make sense to him, without recognizing that in essence Torah is higher than Seichel, then whenever he could find some sort of logical thing according to Torah, some sort of reason for his inappropriate behavior, he will do so. And the same thing is true when we come to learning and understanding Torah. In order to come to that level of Torah, of what the Torah says, your guide to you motsosi, you want to be able to come to things that are completely beyond what you could reach on your own. It's like a mitzvah, something you found. These are things that are not exactly calculated according to Seichel. What do you need to have for that? You need to put in real effort. A mail in real toil. 
So again, as long as you are going to be limited just by your own logic, by your own understanding, that's not going to be the real yagiya, the real toil, the real effort. What is considered a real toil is when you're working in Torah much more than what you're comfortable with, much more than what your habit is. In fact, you're going even against your seichel. That's when you could come to a matzasa to really gain things that are completely beyond yourself. Which comes, behesach adas, the idea of a mitzia, usually you find something when you weren't paying attention. Similarly, in Torah, it's coming to, you know, reach those levels which are higher than seichel. This is similar, says the Rebbe, to what it says, the advantage of Talmud Bavli over Talmud Yerushalmi is explained in a number of places that it's specifically because of all the questions and the challenges in Talmud Bavli, we end up reaching to much deeper and greater levels. Says the Rebbe, this is all only possible when in Torah, at least in a revealed way, we have one aspect that's completely, completely higher than Seichel. From this, the Yid realizes and he understands that Bepinimius all matters of Torah, no matter how much I understand it, always really remain higher than my understanding. That itself brings out within the person the concept of Yagaita, putting in toil, putting in effort, putting himself away, being mevatel, nullifying his seichel, and this helps him come to those levels of Torah, which are, in their very essence, higher than understanding. And as the expression, tachlis idea that the person comes to the level where he recognizes the ultimate of knowledge, is that he realizes that he can never really understand Hashem. So this was all explaining why we needed to have in Torah a certain aspect, a chayk, that goes beyond understanding completely, to always give us that feeling both within mitzvahs and in Torah, that in essence they're higher than seichel. Says the Rebbe in Sivah, but according to this we have a problem on the other hand, regarding Moshe Rabbeinu. Since the Abish reveals to Moshe Rabbeinu the reason for paraduma. So seemingly, Moshe Rabbeinu Chas V'Shalom would be missing this attitude of Mesiras Nefesh in Kiyum HaToyre and mitzv- in Kiyum HaMitzvahs and the full Yegir, the full putting himself aside when it comes to Limud HaToyre. Says the Rebbe, furthermore, Bechlal, how is it possible to say that because the Abishta reveals to Moshe Rabbeinu something about the Parah Aduma, that's why he should be lacking in such an important part of Avoid HaToyre and Mitzvahs? Says the Rebbe, in order to understand all of this, we'll first have a look in the Medrash that says that when Moshe Rabbeinu heard about Tumas Meis, the Tumah of a dead body, he asks the Eibishter, if a person becomes Tommy through Tumas Meis, how is he going to become purified? The Eibishter doesn't immediately respond. The Medrash says Moshe Rabbeinu's face changed colors. He got all worried. He got all scared. He got, what's going to happen? And even when the Eibishter later says to him, that the, the purity of Tumas Mes will be, I'll take from the Parah Duma. Even then, Moshe Rabbeinu is perplexed and says to the Abishter, is this really a, a way of becoming pure? Says it, but we need to understand. Seemingly, there are many different types of Tumas, which in a number of very essential ways are actually seemingly even stricter than Tumas Mes. For example, we have the Tumah of a Zov, we have the Tumah of a Mitzayra. The Rebbe explains, the Tmei Mace is not allowed to be only in Machen Ishchino, that's in the immediate area of the Beis HaMikdosh, etc. He's not allowed to be. However, in the Machen Leviyo, which would be more like the outside of the Beis HaMikdosh, etc., the Harabayis, there he would be allowed to be. Whereas a Zov, would not be allowed to be even in the Machana Leviyah. 
A Mitzoyer, as we know, is even stricter. He would be sent out even of Machane Yisroel. He's sent out of all three Machanes. So that's one area where we see that the Zov and the Mitzoyer are much stricter than Tumas Meis. By a Zov and Mitzoyer, the Tum is coming out and part of their own body. But it's May Meis. The tumor is coming from touching a mace. It's coming from some somewhere else, outside of himself. So again, we see in a number of cases that tumor may seemingly is not the harshest tumor. Why is it then that Moshe Rabbeinu is specifically wondering about Tumas mace, that his whole face is changing colors? How could he become pure? Why wasn't he concerned by these other stricter tumors, especially that these are things that were there already previously? Says the Rebbe, the explanation is that all the other tumors by Yidin are always connected with a living body of a Yid. A goof that has a neshama, and therefore, even when this goof becomes Tomei, since in this goof there is a neshama, there's a chelik elikami ma'amamish, there's a truly a portion of Hashem inside of him, and since the Abishta, as we know, is koil yochel, and here's a part of Hashem, we can understand that the godly power of the neshama could obviously impact the person in a way that even when he becomes Tomei, this goof should be able to become pure. He'll toivel and he's never fully Tomei because he has this amazing godly spark inside of him. However, when it comes to Tumas Meis, the whole point of this Tumas is coming from a body, which is not alive. It's separated seemingly from the Neshama. The goof itself is only dust from the earth. So Moshe Rabbeinu comes and asks the question, the Tara of such a Tumas, how could that take place? Especially when it's coming from the fact that now there's no longer that connection between the neshama and the guf. In other words, the, the seemingly the guf lost its touch and its connection with Elikus. The Rebbe takes it a step further and says, The whole idea of Tumor, we understand, it's not like mud, like physical dirt, etc., which needs to be washed away. This is a ruchni, is like a type of dirt and blemish and the connection between a yid and Hashem. Usually a Yid's connection is through Torah and Mitzvahs. And when a Yid is connected in that way, that's when he's called alive, as it says, When you're connected to the Eibishta through Torah and Mitzvahs, then you are alive. But when a Yid falls through Rachman and in some sort of through this is connection, his life is becoming weaker. He becomes Tomei. Within this itself, obviously, there's a number of levels within the Tumah itself. And that's going to be depending on how weak that connection became, how weak that life is. But in a case of the harshest tumor, the, the greatest weakness, even in a case of these harshest things, as long as there's still some connection with Abishta and Torah and Mitzvahs, we can understand that he can become Torah, he can strengthen again his connection with Torah and Mitzvahs in the most perfect way. But when a Yid Rahman al-Itzlan was over on Ratzin Elyon in a way that he became completely disconnected from Hashem, from his spiritual life, which as we know that spiritual life is the cause for physical death. Physical death, Rahman al-Itzlan is the cause for, the, the, sorry again, the spiritual death, Rahman al-Itzlan is the cause for the physical death, Rahman al-Itzlan. And that's what causes Tumas Meis. This is what's concerning Moshe Rabbeinu so much. How could there be a tar of Tumas Meis? Here we're coming from a tumor that's coming as a result of a dead body because as we know, the neshama itself always remains faithful to Hashem. So the whole thing is coming because of the body. Here we're speaking about a body that became completely torn away from Torah and mitzvahs. How is this ever going to become pure? Says the Eibish to him, Zoi Meaning this is the power of Torah. 
That is, that even when a goof is completely Rachman torn away from his neshama, from Torah and mitzvahs, but since this is a neshama, that while it was inside the goof, and through the goof, it learned Torah, it did mitzvahs, so the neshama has the ability, the neshama being something eternal, it's a chelik alikamimal mamish, with the power of Torah, which is also eternal, the Neshama has the power to impact the Guf and leave an everlasting impression of that Kedusha of the Neshama and Torah, and that even later when the Guf seemingly is separated from the Neshama, the impression is still there, and therefore even the tumor that's coming from this type of Guf, from this dead body, could also become pure. Says the Rebbe this is also one of the reasons that Pnimi said Chazal that say that Sadikim are not metami, do not cause tumor, because the Metzius of the body of a Tzadik is his godly neshama. As the Alter Rebbe tells us that the life of a Tzadik is not his physical life, but his spiritual life of Emuna, of Yira, of Ava. And that's what his, his body, that, that's what his body's chayis consists of. And therefore it's understood that even when the neshama leaves the body, it leaves over an everlasting impression on the guf. However, says the Rebbe, this still all remains in the level of chukah. Means this is higher than rationale, it's higher than logic. Logic, Because according to Seichel, according to the Geder of the Nivroim, when could one thing impact another? There still needs to be some sort of connection between them. But not when the connection was severed, when they're completely separated. So this idea that nevertheless there could be that impact, even though there's seemingly no connection between them whatsoever, this is only with the koyach of the boyri of the creator himself, which is higher than all sorts of definitions and all sorts of limitations. Says the Rebbe, now we can go back and understand why the Ebishter is able to be Megala, the reason for Parah, to Moshe Rabbeinu, and not only isn't he lacking in his perfect bitl and mesidas nefesh and toyre and mitzvahs, but on the contrary. The Rebbe explains, the level of Moshe Rabbeinu is the level of Chachma. That's the way it's explained in Chassidus. That as a result of the Bitul of Chachma, Chachma generally we say that in the level of Chachma, in the sphere of Chachma, that's where the Ein Soif dwells, the Ein Soif shines. Why? Because of the tremendous level of Bitul of Chachma. As the Alter Rebbe says, that what's the level of Chachma? is the level where it's felt that the Ein Soif is the absolute only one, there's nothing besides him. And that's what's felt in Chachma. There's no feeling of self, there's only the Ein Soif. Furthermore, in the terminology of Kabbalah, it says Pnimiyis Abba, that means the Pnimiyis of Chachma, is literally Pnimiyis Atik. And Pnimiyis of Chachma is literally the deepest and highest levels of Keser, which one of the explanations of this is, says the Rebbe, that usually when one level is being drawn down to a lower level, usually it works in a way of what we call Mashpia and Mekabil. So there's one thing giving, the other thing is receiving. And since it's being drawn down, it's understood that it's only going to be what we call a ha'ara, like a little reflection, a little ray of the original level. The classic example that's usually given is the cycle that's going down from the Rav to the Talmud, where only a little bit from the original is coming down. Whereas when we say, the way it works with Keser and Chochmah, we say Pnimius Abba, the Pnimius of Chochmah has inside of itself the Pnimius of Atik, which really means the essence of Hashem Himself really. Not in a way of mashpia and makabal, that one thing just reached a lower level, but only a little aspect of it. But the panimius of Chachma is the panimius of Atik. In other words, the very essence is found right there. And therefore it's understood, says the Rebbe, 
Since we're speaking about Moshe Rabbeinu who's on the level of Chachma, when the Yebishter says to Moshe Rabbeinu, to you I'm going to reveal the reason of Parah, what's really being revealed to Moshe Rabbeinu is the Pnimius of Abba, the Pnimius of Chachma, the Pnimius of Hashem's Ratzoin, which is the idea of the Chukah. In other words, what's being revealed to Moshe Rabbeinu, we're not speaking over here about a logical reason being revealed. We're speaking over here about the idea that the very inner Ratzoin, essence of Hashem's Ratzoin, that's what's being revealed in Moshe Rabbeinu, because that is really what Moshe Rabbeinu's Darga is. And the Abishta is revealing to Moshe Rabbeinu his, Moshe Rabbeinu's inner and real and true Darga. Says the Rebbe, this is also an explanation in what we mean when we say that the Choyk was in the to Moshe Rabbeinu, specifically in regards to the Tower of Tumas Meis. The Rebbe explains, when the Ashpah usually comes from Ashpia and the Makabal, so since it's coming down, as we said before, being drawn down, and it's only a, or only a little ray or a little reflection from the original, therefore, the connection between the Mashpia and the Makabal is only going to be during that time of the Hashpah and not later, because the Makabal remains, the recipient remains a separate entity from the Mashpia. However, says the Rebbe, when we're speaking about a way, not that one thing was lowered down into another, but the very essence of the higher level came down inside the other. Like we said that the Pneumius of Abba contains the Pneumius of Atik. So then this is not only during the time when the Amshach is happening, and then the Chochmah, the Makabal, the recipient, remains something separate. Rather, because the very essence was drawn down over there, so now, right over here, remains constantly the essence of, of Elikus. Says the Rebbe, therefore it's also understood, that when we speak about the Tara of Tumas Mes, how does that happen? That is again because, even though we said Begili in a revealed way, the body is not connected with the Koyach of Alikus of the Neshama and Torah and Mitzvahs. So why does it remain pure? Because the Pnimi is deep down inside, the Guf itself really is the very essence of the Kedusha of the Neshama and Alikus. In other words, the Guf does contain really that amazing power of Kedusha. Bizman Hazet's not shining in a revealed way because right now the Amshacha of Atzmus is not in such a revealed way. And therefore there's some room for Tumas Meis and we have to purify him. And when we look at the purification, it seems like a chukah, it seems completely higher than logic, higher than reason because seemingly the guf was, re- was separated. However, La'asid Lavei, when there will be the Amshacha of Atzmus Begilui, there will be the Gilui of Pnimius Atik. That's what will be seen in a revealed way that the Metzius of the guf is really the nisham, the godly neshama that's inside of him. And therefore the whole concept of Tumas Mace won't even apply. And the chukah regarding the Torah will then also be able to be revealed to each and every yid. Says the Rebbe, so now we understand that when the Ebishter says, This is no reason at all why my Moshe Rabbeinu should be lacking the ultimate and greatest level of Bitla Mesiras Nefesh. Because the reason of Parah Aduma that's being revealed to Moshe Rabbeinu, we're not speaking about a logical reason being revealed, that's clothed in his seichel, that comes down into his seichel. What we're saying by him is being nizgala, by him is being revealed, is purely the pure rotzoin of Hashem, of Atzmus Ha'in that's what's being felt inside of him, that's what's resonating inside of him, to the extent that that becomes the Metzius also of his seichel. And therefore says the Rebbe, on the contrary, where do you have a situation that someone could be lacking in the need of Mesiras Nefesh? When somebody is a separate entity for himself, he needs to be Moser Nefesh for Hashem. He needs to work hard against the Seichel to be able to understand Torah. 
However, Moshe Rabbeinu, where godliness is his whole Matthias, so his whole essence is Mesiras Nefesh. It's not even a matter of having to be Moshe Nefesh or something else. His whole essence is Bittel to Hashem. Says the Rebbe, we can also see a connection between all of this and the Parsha of Chukas and Yudbeis Yudgemol Tammuz, the Chag Agul of the Friedrich Rebbe. Says the Rebbe, the Baal HaSimcha Vagula was completely permeated with the avoid of Mesiras Nefesh Bepoil. Specifically, says the Rebbe, the work, the area of spreading Torah in that country, of course referring to Russia, the place where the imprisonment was, where Mesiras Nefesh was needed practically for all of these in Yonim, from the greatest in Yonim to the smallest in Yonim, for all matters of Torah and Mitzvahs. And therefore, the Geula of the imprisonment was in a way, that at the same time that on the one hand it was an open miracle of Maila higher than nature, but it was also clothed in nature. What's the idea of this? Says the Rebbe, the explanation is that in the Abishta's way of running the world, we find generally there's a number of different methods. We have what's called Anhagativ is the natural way that comes from Shemelikim, Begamatriyateva, this is the level of Lakus that's clothed in the world. And because of this level, or based on this level, from the perspective of this level, the world is still typhus mocking, there's still the world still exists. This is a level generally we refer to as Mamalikal Almond. We have the miraculous conduct where the Anhaga of Teva is being completely nullified. This is coming from Shemavaya, which is higher than Teva. This is the level of Elikus that's completely higher than the world, the level of Soviv Kalaman, and therefore, when this is revealed, it's in a way that Teva is just nullified. And then we have the Nisim, the miracles that are clothed within nature, which is coming actually from even a greater level of Elikus, in Elikus, which is higher both in Shem Elikim and of Shemavaya. And therefore, from here comes Nisim that are in essence are higher than nature, and yet they could come down and clothe themselves in nature. That means it's a kind of miracle that is impacting and affecting even the very is the very existence of nature itself, that nature should agree with the miracle. Example for this is the miracle of Purim, which were miracles clothed in the way of nature. And as to use the expression of Chazal regarding, regarding other things, but here we're using this expression as well, Hapesha Asar, who hapeshehitir, a concept that the mouth itself that had made something forbidden is now the one making permitted. In other words, in the story of Purim, of course, Achashverosh was the one that originally made the decree. Now he nullified the decree and turned around the decree, etc. Says the Rebbe, the same exact thing is by the Gula of the Balasim Chavagula by the Friedrich Rebbe that the very same people that said to arrest him are now being forced to actually free him. Says the Rebbe, this is similar to the concept of Pnimi Yisaba Pnimi Yisatik. That is, when it's being Nimshach in the world, when the idea of Mesiras Nefesh, the Abapoyal of the Bala Simcha which this was his whole Metzis, was Mesiras Nefesh. How was it done? Not in a way that is destroying the world, nullifying the nature of the world, but rather this itself is now becoming the existence of the nature, that nature itself is coming along to help Kedusha itself.